0: Holly G with the Golf Insiders. The Golf World was a buzz. Yesterday, one day after reports that the five-time Masters champion, you know, that guy that wears the red shirts on Sunday, play the practice round at Augusta National. Tiger Woods, he has us on the edge of our seats. Will he be playing? In the Masters next week, and we're going to go to our favorite golf insider, Bob Herrig from si.com, to give us the latest scoop. Hey, Bob.
1: Hey there, how are you?
0: Well, <laughs> this guy, I, you know, moving the needle, it's just uh, kind of worn out, right? I mean, fireworks every time, you know, he makes a move, including all types of people pinging him. On the internet, with uh, various tracking devices, Bob, break, break this all down.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, what what kind of world are we in today, where people are actually tracking a an airplane flight? You know, I I, I joke this is like Norad on Christmas Eve tracking Santa. You know, <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's not, It's just like really, like we're. I mean, there's this one account that was actually giving play-by-play one Twitter account that was tracking Tiger's plane on Tuesday, you know, and giving the altitudes and, you know, how far out from Augusta. I mean, it is just off the charts. And, you know, obviously later we learned I was able to cobble together something pretty quick on Tuesday morning that, you know, not only was Tiger there, but so was his son, Charlie, and uh, that they were going out for a practice round. So, um, you know, I mean, if Tiger wants to really be – messing with us all, hey, you know, I just decided I was going to go up there with Charlie. It it worked out, you know, like maybe this has nothing to do with the Masters, although I doubt it. I mean, Rory uh, more or less said that in San Antonio on Wednesday, Um, you know, he was in the interview room and then he he did an interview with Golf Digest, or excuse me, with Golf Channel, you know, a TV interview with Golf Channel in which he... um, you know, he said he had spoken to Tiger there Tuesday and that Tiger was, uh, you know, looked pretty good and, and was being conservative and just wanted to test it out. And Rory also disclosed he had been with Tiger at his house a few weeks ago and he said, I would have thought there was no chance it, that he's made a lot of improvement in the last couple of weeks. Now, is it enough improvement to really go play at Augusta National in a major, your first tournament in 17 months? Uh all those things. But you know, if he feels good about it and the, his, his uh, doctors say it's okay, you know, more power to him.
0: Well, you know we've we've talked about this as has tiger, right? It's one thing to play uh, golf in a cart, just sort of go out and um, you know, play recreationally. Another thing to compete uh, in a PG Tour event, let alone, we've talked about this, the challenge of walking four competitive rounds at Augusta National. For those of us who have been there and walked those grounds, it's hilly, you know, all those side hill, downhill lies. uh, I mean, the hardest test in golf, I would say, other than perhaps a few courses, you know, across the pond.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, there's all the, all the folks out there who, you know, never doubt Tiger, and he can do what he wants. If he can play on a double stress fracture at the U.S. Open, he can do this. You know, all that's fine and good, but Tiger himself has said. Now, look, he could have been downplaying it and lowering expectations, but he himself has said it's a huge leap from what he's been doing or what he had been doing, which is playing golf in a cart, You know, uh, hitting balls to playing golf on the PGA Tour. And he used the words, that's, you get exposed. He called it, you know, I can do hit and giggle golf. In other words, I can play in a cart. I can hit balls. You know, like when he got questioned about playing in the par three, I can do that.
0: Right. He didn't say he
1: would do that, but he can play a par three course. But can he play a big course? And then it's, You know, we don't know, has he walked 18, before Tuesday, okay, has he walked 18 holes and then done it again the next day? I don't know that he has. And, you know, Tiger has, has, when he's made some of these other comebacks, he's not gone through all that before. He's, He's not laboriously gone through the task of just ramping up the walking. Which I always remember talking to Joe Lacava as caddy about. It. Like you know, I, he would say, "I want him to walk more. I want him to get used to walking more." Tiger was more focused on his swing, wanted to get around. You know, obviously a car takes less time. You can get more shots in. You can go back to the range. So now, in this the same scenario, you know, walking and hitting and warming up and doing all that, it, it takes it takes its toll. But you, you've got to know if you can do it. And then you got to know if you're going to recover so you can do it the next day. So we don't know all that. Believe me, I wish we could have talked to him yesterday or today. How do you feel? Are you sore? Could you do it again? I mean, like, did he go back home yesterday and play golf? I doubt it. I bet he was recovering, you know. And now he's got to make the decision, can I do this two days in a row? Can I do it three? I mean, my guess is if he does go, he'll get up there. He might not show up so late. He might just play nine holes. You know, work on his game on the range. You're not going to want to overdo it on the course, and then you know, keep your fingers crossed.
0: Well, Tiger is not someone we know, given his competitive nature above everything else, which is that you know, candle that constantly burns and drives him. Unlike maybe any other athlete we've seen, Uh, you know, he's not going to show up and embarrass himself, right, Bob? I mean. It's not where he just wants to get back out there and play Augusta. I mean, you know, this, this, he, he wouldn't do it without his game being ready, would he?
1: That's the thing that I think that, that's sort of being missed in all this. I don't think he would be doing this at all if he didn't feel his game, just his game, short game, hitting the driver, putting, chipping, if he didn't feel that was good. I mean, like, if you could just somehow magically drop him on on the tee, and then pick him up and drop him at his t- where his tee shot landed, and do all that, <laughs> you know, of course, you know, everybody says this, right? But I mean, I think his game probably is fine. You know, his hitting the ball, I, I think he's probably worked that out. He's probably, think, he's figured out how to hit hit shots with less power from his back leg, from his right leg. But it's the in-between part. But what you said, no, what do you, he's, not, he's not going to embarrass himself. No, I don't think he will embarrass himself. I mean, by that I mean, you know, I don't think he's going to shoot 80 or 85 or something. Uh, but, but uh, you know, he, he might not play great, but he could play. It's a matter of can he actually physically perform and then do it the next day? Like, is he going to play and then have to withdraw? Is it going to be too painful or, you know, does something come up? I mean, people talk about the hills at Augusta. Well, it's not just walking uphill. It's what? It's also walking downhill.
0: Absolutely. I mean,
1: you know, like, you know how you're, when you're walking downhill and you're sort of having to try to put on the brakes and there's this torque, you know, well, on number two, on number, let's see, on, well, number eight, number one is uphill. Number two is severely downhill. Severely downhill. There's uphill on four and five. There's downhill on six. There's severe uphill on eight at the green on nine. Ten and 11 are severely downhill. 18 is, I mean, there is a lot of, you know, tops and turns. And then, of course, just the lies that he's going to stand on. There's barely ever a flat lie. So, like, and it's hard to approximate that. It's hard to practice that. So, but to your original question, no, I don't think he would want to embarrass himself. He's not the type who's going to want to go out and shoot 80-80, I don't, but I, I actually think that this is a sign that he feels good about that part of it.
0: Yeah, um, good, good point. Also, this year marks the 25th anniversary of Tiger's first Masters win, that 12-shot route where he set the tournament scoring record. And, you know, perhaps that's something that's also driving him to play?
1: It's possible. Uh, Although, you know, Tyre's not been the greatest sentimentalist. True. Um, You know. um, That uh,
0: that heart's getting bigger over over time.
1: Well, you know, look, maybe the Hall of Fame induction a few weeks ago helped inspire him you know, um, seeing all his peers again, um, getting some of that adulation. Maybe, maybe that gave him a boost, you know, um, let's be honest. He hasn't been around much of that. Obviously he wasn't the father's son. He wasn't the hero to some degree. Um, but, uh, he's missing yeah, the
0: boys. I,
1: it could be. Yeah. I think there's something to that. Um, you know, uh, I would guess he's going to the champion's dinner anyway, so why not just stick around and see if he can play? Um, You know, there's all this speculation about the par 3. I really do not think that is of any interest to him. Uh, I do not think that is a driving force in this. Like, I don't think he'd play the par 3 and not play the tournament. And if he's playing the tournament, I'm not sure he's going to play the par 3. You know, like, just less time on your feet. Less time... Look, we just forget about just the most basic things like crowds and his foot getting stepped on and you know those are the things I wondered about when he came back in December in Orlando like you're going to really put yourself out there among people and risk somebody running into you and you know it's only a few thousand people but still all it takes is one you know um, obviously he's going to be highly protected at Augusta you know if he were to stray off the fairway You know, there'll be security people all over the place. Nobody will let anybody get near them. Uh, But, um, you know, these are all just the little things that we don't even kind of really think all that much about when you're dealing with what he's dealing with with that foot and ankle.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And as we know, those very significant injuries to both legs, which uh, nearly led, as uh, he's shared uh, to the leg being being amputated, um I thought that was one of the most moving moments of the Hall of fame um ceremony when his daughter Sam recognized that there was a point where they didn't know uh if his leg could be saved, and there he was walking on both legs uh you know to the stage to to accept his induction. Uh, it was quite a moment,
1: yep, definitely, it definitely was, and um you know, uh, he has talked many times about about being inspired, but you, know, be, you know, appreciating things more, um, all that stuff, and uh, you know, maybe there's something to wanting to get back out this time. I, I, it, it would be really cool if it happened.
0: Well, the other big news uh, came with the big win on Sunday at the WGC Match Play Championship. My man, Scotty Scheffler. He was my pick, Bob, and uh, you know, three times the charm. And wow, this guy has just vaulted to the top of the world rankings.
1: Yeah, good, good call on your part. Um, um, he and and you know, here's the thing to me that's really, really Im- impressive um, about what he's done. Uh, obviously, he's won three times here in the last six, seven weeks. But he's done it like in three completely different types of golf courses or or or, you know formats. Phoenix is you know it's not a certainly it's a PGA Tour course. It's not easy, but it's it's not considered among the toughest. You know it's a it's it's fairly wide open. It's 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 strategic in in parts, but you know it's nice weather and and And, and uh, you're going to how about
0: the atmosphere. Yeah,
1: the atmosphere, you know, you're going to shoot, what, 10, 12, 15, 16 under par to win that tournament. And then at the Arnold Palmer, which turned into, you know, a train wreck over the weekend with really hard greens and a difficult rough, and it got windy, and and the conditions, I mean, the winning score was four under. It was one of the highest winning scores at a non-major over the last several years, and so we win – in those conditions, so he goes from sort of benign and, and easygoing easy going to a really brutal weekend at Bay Hill, and then, oh, and then okay, go ahead and win the match play,
0: you know, which, which is, is a obviously gauntlet. I mean, the, right? I mean, what is it? Seven rounds total if you go the distance. The
1: only and it's um it's a it's listen it's totally. Uh, you know, looking in the weeds here because everybody had to do this. He did lose one match. You know, he lost one of the matches um, uh, in the pool play, um, but that's the format. You, you know, you're allowed to. He, if I'm not mistaken, he won a playoff to advance.
0: Right. Um, it was a, to, what, a six-hole playoff.
1: Yeah. So again,
0: you know, going but, the distance. <laughs>
1: But, you know, he still had to do it, and he did. And it's, you know, and and listen, that weekend is not easy for matches. Um, You know, uh, it's... It is
0: It is survival of the fittest to some extent, and and those that can manage their game upstairs.
1: Right. It really is. And, uh, um, uh, you know, credit to him. And, you know, very fast ascent to number one, you know... (laughs) Uh, you know, I don't think number one for him was on anybody's radar, including his own when the year began. And now he's won three tournaments since, you know, early February, and he's number one in the world. It's pretty amazing. And and this guy was the 12th guy on the U.S. Ryder Cup team back in September. You know, he was the last pick. And look at where he is now. Now, I think people thought back then that this this sort of thing could happen, but it's happened pretty fast, and
0: and there were a lot you know, of people questioning it. Back sure, then.
1: absolutely. I mean, you know, I mean, now I no, remember. No thinking, wins yet. Yeah, no. He was one of the rare players who'd ever been picked without a win. Um, Ricky Fowler was, I think, the only other one, or this, you know, maybe this, maybe he was one of the few who had gotten a pick. Guys have qualified without a win, um, and you know, there was some. There was some sort of consternation, you know, should it have been Patrick Reed, should it have been Billy Horschel, should it have been Kevin Kisner,
0: you know, and Kisner, who's
1: playing great in, in, the, in this in this match play tournament, you know, has to be wondering what he has to do to get on one of these teams. And, you know, I think he would be a great, I think he's proven himself to be a pretty darn good match play player himself, it would be great for the President's Cup team uh, this fall. Uh, but uh, you know, Shuffler's probably going to be on these teams for a long time to come, and it just kind of shows how you know how, how you know who he's who he's beating and and how good he is that, that that's the position he found himself in to to maybe not even be on
0: that team. Well, uh, we move to uh, the second tournament in Texas, the Valero Texas Open. Um, Rory is playing, um, just your thoughts on who's playing in this event and, you know, what that bodes for uh, as we turn uh, next week into the first major of the year at Augusta.
1: Yeah, you know, there's just different ways to prepare for a major, and a lot of guys do it, do it in different manners. Roy's tried a lot of different ways. Sometimes he likes to play his way in. Sometimes he doesn't. Um, you know, uh, he had played... Bay Hill and the players. And if he wanted to play this week, that meant the match play had to go, and he didn't play the match play. Um, You know, there's a few other guys in the field. I think there's 23 or 24 total guys in the field who are playing in the Masters. So obviously, a good number of Masters participants are not playing this week. Um, You know, it's a tough call because it's not a golf course that really gets you ready for Augusta. The only thing it it does is get you competitive, you know, get in that competitive mindset. The problem these guys run into is if they have any weather problems or delays, you know, that's the last thing they want. So, um, you know, good for him that he's doing it. I see where Scotty Scheffler pulled out. You know, he was originally in the field. That was probably a really good call on his part. Um, It's been a lot of golf, a lot of high-level golf lately. He probably needs to decompress. Um, and, and try to try to gear themselves back up and keep on that role next week.
0: I'm curious, uh, you know, because we know that some of the players go in advance to get a couple of practice rounds at Augusta. Is there a way that uh, Augusta uh, restricts that, or you know, how, what players do they allow to you know come play? How does that work? Do you know? Um. In way, terms of practicing ahead of time,
1: right. if you are um, if you are invited, if you are in the field, you can play any time um, between masters. So in theory, like a guy like Tiger or you know the master's champion Dustin Johnson, if he wanted to, could go back there next month and play before the club closes uh could play in October or November. They do that many times. Guys who are who who are already officially in the field can go play. Now the it, it works differently. Past champions are considered honorary members, so they have a little bit different perks than someone like I'm just throwing a name out there, like Webb Simpson, you know, who's not won the Masters, but who's talked glowingly about going there a few times. And like he's a guy like him, he, he calls, and the way it works is he has to be, quote, hosted by a member. And that's not that hard to do, but the, the general rule of thumb is is that um, you tr- the player tries to pick up the tab for everybody and is often not allowed to, so then he tries to maybe pay the caddies or he tries to take care of dinner or something like that. And if they stay on site, you know, there's a charge for the room room nights. You know, like two hundred a ah, no, night no or something like that.
0: No, no, for these guys, huh?
1: No, no, they pay to stay in those cabins. So, um, but like in a case like Tiger, yeah, you just call and you have to let them know. I just did a story this week on this kid from the Cayman Islands who won the Latin America Amateur and got in. And I don't know if they if they um, if they limit the pros to this. But if you're someone like him, an amateur, who qualifies, you're allowed to play five different days, up to five days. And he took advantage of that. He went for two days in February, and he played three days last week. He played 27 on Monday and 36 on Tuesday and Wednesday.
0: My response um, so, is, hell yeah.
1: <laughs> right. So, And, you know, he's required to take a local caddy, just like Tiger would have been. Like Joe couldn't have been caddying for him on Tuesday. He has to take a local caddy. Um, it's it's unclear to me if he would have been required to have a member with him. Sometimes you're required to have a member if you bring a guest. I, I think some of those rules are a little bit nebulous, depending on who you are, if you're past champion or whatever. Um, but yeah, these guys. And look, you know, like I actually just wrote something about this, about like preparing for the Masters. And I, does it? Everybody, the, the ones who do this know that course better than say they'll know Southern Hills. But how many guys are going to go to Southern Hills early, you know, but they go to the Masters early? I think part of it is it's just such a great experience. They love going. It's awesome.
0: Absolutely. Um, It is truly uh, walking on golf's hallowed grounds, no doubt about it. Well, Bob, uh, hard to believe we're we're turning the page uh, (laughs) April 1st tomorrow, (laughs) and um, we're going to have a – a wonderful week next week and and we'll get your uh we'll get your picks and it's pretty uh, pretty exciting to get that first major for 2022 uh on the books as always no thank you bob herring read all of his stories daily now on si.com thanks bob so much